0: It's time. It is that time. Time for Styles and Watkins.
1: You can join the show by texting 916 339 1140. Find us on YouTube at Sacktown Sports 1140.
2: It's time for Alan Styles and Chris Watkins. Yes, yes, yes. On a Friday Eve, Styles and Watkins taking up to 2 p.m. And once again, the Kings prove to us that they listen to the show every time we bury them here on this show. They prove us wrong as they beat the defending champion Denver Nuggets last night, 102 to 98. Chris Watkins, how are you doing? Pretty good. Yeah,
0: feeling good after. Uh, that's that's a really good way of of sending yourself into the break. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think Brendan talked about it yesterday, how there is one positive of playing really good teams or having a stretch of playing good teams is if you beat them, you start to feel really good <laughs> about how win. you're doing. Right. <laughs> you are allowed it, to win. It's possible. It really is possible. So uh, feeling good about the fact that, yeah, they they feel good heading into the all star break. We're going to play sound uh, in, in in the next couple segments. But Mike Brown talked about how. This team desperately needs this all-star break right here, right now. It could not be coming at a better time. Saw Keegan Murray take a really scary fall yesterday, play through that. Uh, we've seen De'Aaron with his shoulder just kind of constantly grabbing at it. Sabonis got caught in between someone man, yesterday. Yeah, Sabonis is just playing his behind off, and so he could definitely use a couple days off. So I, I think uh, I think everything is is feeling good right now. The vibes seem high. I know there was a report yesterday or a reporter uh in Denver who said that the Kings were blasting music in the locker room. Yeah. So, uh feeling good about feeling good. It was How about it was that? Club yeah. Club
2: Denver, <laughs> Yeah, but Club for, Altitude. How yes, about that? Club Altitude for the Kings and fresh off a target run Nate Littlefield <laughs> behind the glass. Nate, thank you so much for everything that you do for us on this show how did how Nate are you there how did it go my you wife know, was, was listening detail, to that know, segment just, Kayla was severely time. sick and we couldn't go no, no way. we have to make it up yeah bro are I'm you sorry. serious she's bad she's at home sick right now i'm sorry so
0: she's she was crushed then i mean yeah, right? yeah like, she's, she's that, but but got it was a reason to cry in yeah. a good way Oh man, that's awesome. Good job. You gotta you
2: gotta bring Tarjay to her then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it was a tough, a tough situation. Dang. There you go. Sorry to hear it, Nate. I know. Sorry to hear it. Chris, it's how'd okay, it go for guys. you? Uh honestly, my
0: Valentine's Day did kind of get messed up too. We put it we I thought I was living in the future. We put in a DoorDash because obviously the Kings game was going on. Yeah. Put in a DoorDash at like four thirty for yeah. hey, deliver it at mm-hmm. eight around the fourth quarter Uh-oh. time. Uh and then we actually went to Target during halftime, and then as we were leaving Target, I was like, oh, shoot, Like it's about time for them to at least confirm our order. Look at my phone, and it says, your order has been canceled because we couldn't get to it. And I was like, well, this would have been nice to know hours ago. Like, They I, took that long to they say took, It was about 45 minutes before it was supposed to be delivered, so I had to kind of do... Uh, a little bit of a rush. Ended up getting sushi anyway okay. from, from a place downtown. You know,
2: but, uh, yeah. all those drivers were on strike yesterday.
0: Were they really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, so, well, I guess well, I helped the, helped the scabs. I guess yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and you it know, was hey, raining. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So, wow. Uh, they definitely deserve all the Uber lifts, the DoorDashers, all those people. Mm-hmm. Definitely deserve everything that they they need because yes. man, they provide. Such an essential service mm-hmm. uh, when you need it the most.
2: So I, I'm I'm all for it. There you go. Well, since I'm asking the questions, I don't think anybody. Yeah, right. Gonna ask what, what, me, what did you do? How did your you, day go? I'm gonna tell you, you, go. <laughs> you. Our Valentine's Day was outstanding. <laughs> awesome. First, so, one too, right? first one in sack too. First one in sack. So I told you that we cook and what we do on social media. We have we have our own. We have, like, it's, we have a separate group chat that we've created, my wife and I, so we can just send food stuff. Okay. Right? So, like, our personal one, there's baby memes and things like that. <laughs> but we have food ones separate, okay. so when you want to look for them, right. Right. you can it's find there. them. That so, actually makes a so lot of sense. the breakdown was she made, I had sent this, it was like a, a bread dip, right? She nailed the bread dip, and then there was, honestly, it was a fusion pasta where you take one bite it okay. was it tasted asiany but it was also had the the cream in it so it also tasted more traditional italian as well nailed that with the bucatini and then i made i did the lobster and i did the shrimp as well and it was phenomenal yeah phenomenal. What, so
3: you had a picture and uh you said guess what i yes. i made what what did she she made the, she made uh, the, the pasta dip?
2: The broccolini and the bread dip. Okay. I made the shrimp and the lobster.
3: Can you explain to me the difference between broccoli and broccolini? Because I don't think I like broccolini. But I, I don't like know broccolini. the difference is.
2: I like. They, I mean, they just. I don't know. I broccolini, broccolini is just long. broccoli. They're just long is is broccoli, yeah. <laughs> huh, right? What? You got to cook it right. You know, some garlic, some lemon, yeah, some salt, all that, and you're good to go. But yes, it was an outstanding first Valentine's Day with with the girl. I got a card from my daughter. She made it herself wink wink she made it herself so yeah. it was great stuff it was great stuff awesome love that F- and yeah. it was and it was good to see the kings get that w and head into the all-star break on a good on on a good foot because right. like i said i hadn't felt felt good about things and and i sat here on these airwaves talking about how healthy they had been or the health luck now we know everybody's banged up but we're going to get into some sound after the break that kind of illustrates how banged up these dudes really are. And maybe we didn't, maybe we didn't really understand that. And mm-hmm. I think that it was great context from Coach Mike Brown to just peel back the curtain and peel back the layers to let us know what's really going on here. And look, every team is banged up, but there there are levels to this. So for the Kings to power through, I know no Jamal Murray last night, but for the Kings to power through and get that W, I, I don't think you can you can draw up a Valentine's Day any better if no. you are a, sac- a Sacra, a Valentine's Day beam. How yeah. about that? No, absolutely. And
0: I think the biggest thing that that I'm feeling most positive about from yesterday, obviously them eventually getting to the break, but the fact that they won a game in the fashion that they did, like it's, it's a proof of concept. Like mm. Mike Brown can yell at these guys and say – Guys, we can – I swear to you, we can make zero threes and it's possible to win a basketball game. It's one thing for him to preach it and everybody's going to hear it and say, man, this guy's crazy. Like, if we're not hitting shots, like, it's a make-or-miss league at the end of the day. You know, teams are scoring 130 points per game, scoring's up. We need to hit shots in order to win. Now Mike Brown has a physical, tangible proof. He could show them the box score and say, look, we hit nine threes – We shot, I think, 27% from three. We didn't hit a shot, it felt like, the entire first half. Right. And you know what happened? We played defense, we kept at it, we did not give up, and you know what happened? The shots still didn't really fall, but man, you give yourself a chance by not turning the ball over, they didn't have a single turnover in that third quarter, and it's possible, man. Like you, you, there's different ways to win besides just shooting the lights out and just straight out scoring or outlasting a team. And uh, I think it's really big for this team to to pick up one of these kind of wins because I, I I would have to look back, but I seriously can't think of a time in which the Kings played or shot or played played that poorly on the offensive end and still actually ended up getting the result, especially in a comeback fashion where. It was at the end of right. the game where they really
2: made their they biggest They could have folded. Completely. They there were so folded. many different chances. And look, we know there's no Jamal Murray, but when Aaron Gordon drops 25, yeah. Jackson drops 12, you have eight from Holiday, and, I've, and there was no KCP either, right. but eight from Holiday, Najee with eight, Gillespie with three, Brown with five. You could make the argument, okay, unless Jamal and KCP went off, they kind of made up for that, and I think it's enough to still feel good about this win. We've talked ad nauseum about where Jamal Murray falls right. on that list, so I, I wouldn't take anything away from the Kings, even though he didn't play, because I think you got similar production from the guys yeah. that did play. You know, as we get to break, one thing I want to kind of kick around, Chris, as we're talking about the Nuggets, and I see you on the sack Chat, somebody— Tom Truicki was saying that, or, or was it Tom? Yeah. Somebody was saying, no, Chuck Lee was saying that he was watching the Denver Nuggets YouTube, uh, the, their, one of their YouTube channels, and nobody was giving the Kings any respect. Oh, of course and, not. Is there a weird, and we see everybody, every time Jokic and Sabonis go at it, Sabonis has kind of balled out against Jokic lately, yep. and there were people that said, well, they're off the back-to-back the last time he balled out. Well, what what's there to say now, right? What are they going to say now? And is there a weird rivalry in a, in a in a unique way with the nuggets simply because, and and it's a rivalry like i said you know going to temple when we get really juiced to play villanova in basketball <laughs> or we get really juiced to play penn state in football i don't know if it's reciprocated mm-hmm. cuz a little bit of a little brother thing going on there but is there a little bit of a rivalry because nuggets fans Think that Jokic is on a completely different level, which he is, but maybe it's not as far away as we all think. Is that a crazy statement? I don't think it's team wide. I I think Sabonis
0: not team wide. I think think Sabonis feels a lot of pride in that matchup for Mm -hmm. sure. I mean, like you know, we can't forget that those are two international centers too. Like that is that is a global stage that those two are are when they when they go against each other. They're thinking there's people all across the world watching this matchup, Mm -hmm. looking to see like. Are these the are these truly the two best centers in the NBA? And I know obviously Joel Embiid has his corner that he definitely stays on, but you know, Sabonis plays all the games. Sabonis is 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 out there all the time and he he's putting up numbers. He's really the only one who when we're talking about numbers and style of play like he's the one who's most similar to Nikola Jokic and You know, he's just not really blessed with... Jokic is like a legit seven He's got crazy, like, generational vision and passing ability. Sabonis is a guy who seems to have maximized just every ounce of basketball talent that he's gotten. So, I just think that there's a real pride between the two in that matchup. And I, I definitely think Sabonis cares about it more for sure, but... I think it's real. I think that
2: those two definitely
0: get excited to play each other.
2: Yeah, and look, man, obviously I got I got my buddies that are now listening to this show, and they're, they're hey, we've always liked the Kings even though we're Warriors fans, and they're telling me when I first started doing this, this radio show, th- the same guys that were saying, I don't know, man, Sabonis, I don't get it, this, that, they're texting me saying, yeah, all right. It. Sabonis might be that guy, right? Slowly but surely, we bringing people on. We bringing people on. We believe in. All right, got to get to a break. When we get back, we'll hear from Coach Mike Brown as he talked about how the guys are banged up heading into the All-Star break and the future of the Kings now that they might be rolling again. Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. sports call or text at 916-339-1140 from the 925 shout out the 925 by the way on the text line the kings like every this is fair the kings like every other team get up for the nuggets the nuggets aren't getting up for the kings maybe what? not team wide but Jokic, Jokic, and sabonis that's separate I could I could see that, right? I'm I not, believe that. I'm
0: not putting that into last night. I think last night everybody's looking ahead. Like yeah. I, I don't think last night has anything to do with like the Nuggets not getting up for the Kings. I think everybody's gonna struggle getting up for the last game before vacation. Yeah. Um but in general, I mean sure, but That's also fine. the Denver Nuggets as the defending champions. We talked about it more so in the preseason, but You know, we talked about it with the Kings, where there's going to be some nights where the Kings are the hunted. There's going to be some nights where the Kings are the hunter. With the Denver Nuggets, when you're the defending champs, that's what makes it so hard to repeat after winning a championship is every single night. It doesn't matter if you're playing the Kings. It doesn't matter if you're playing the Pistons. Every night, people are saying, we're playing the defending champs. Tonight's a night to make a statement. And so... You know, that's just kind of how it is. So, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I, I I just think that's the case with when you play every single defending champion is, yeah, the team that's playing against them is always going to be more hyped for them. And, again, that's what makes it so hard the season after you win a championship to sustain that level of success.
2: Chris, I'm trying to confirm here, and if I'm not mistaken, the the Kings only play the Nuggets one more time.
0: Yes, we've already played them three times. So the Nuggets, so the three Kings, and
2: zero, so the so, so far, well they lost one.
0: Uh, no, I don't think so. I
2: believe the they're Kings three and zero. They are they, three. the Nuggets
3: also knew last night that yeah, the Kings, Kings are coming off of so back-to-back. the Nuggets,
2: yeah. So the Nuggets, the first one was no Jamal Murray. Right. The second one was this more recent one. Yep. And then last night, yes. So they are three and zero. Yep. So look, it doesn't matter any whether anybody is getting up for the Kings or not. On a day like today where we're going to chill until the All-Star break, we're going to celebrate cuz last night, cannot be
0: choosers. No. This
2: is not Chipotle. Uh, well, no, it's not, all right? And and I just and I just tried their brisket by the way. It's it's pretty darn good. Fire. I'm not going to sit here after I kind of buried the Kings last night and look, I reserved the right to change my mind. Not even saying I'm doing that now, mm-hmm. but I'm saying the Kings just went out. And they have won the season series. They are undefeated yes. against the defending champs. Yep. They, I don't care if the if the Nuggets didn't get up. I don't care if Jamal Murray didn't play. They because because Jamal Murray has been in and out, yes. and and the That's Nuggets have still been in that three four seed. Right. right. So this is a day to celebrate because the Kings, for as much as they struggled against certain teams, they are undefeated against the defending champs. There there there's no way to spin that right. in a negative way. I don't care. I don't get it. No, I, I don't get it. They, they
0: got it. Like you said, they got to win against the defending champs. They got it in an ugly fashion in which they typically don't win games. So I, I just, I, you know, I, I don't understand what there would be to be upset about. Today is definitely a day to celebrate. Um, again, definitely celebrate the fact that these guys are going to be getting healthy right now as well. But there, there's just, there's nothing really negative to take out of yesterday because, they they fought man they fought really really hard for that game and it would have been so easy to lay down they even I mean uh, Chris Duarte gets the the player of the defensive player of the game crown yeah. like everybody it was a real statement it was a character win for the for this Kings team and I I just I refuse to take uh, you know of course there were negative things about it but overall I think. Getting the result and how they got the result, I, I'm thrilled with with the uh, with the performance yesterday, or not necessarily the performance, but just the overall results of yesterday. I'm I'm just taking nothing but positive. That
2: was the game that we were waiting for the Kings yes. to pull off, yeah. right? We've been sitting here saying, and it's just a collective we. Maybe maybe it's not the you listening we. in your car. It's maybe it's not you listening on. Through, through YouTube on the sack Chat. But we've been waiting to see the Kings win ugly. Yeah. Okay? How do you win when you're not shooting the three ball? They shot yep. 27% from three ball land, and they beat the defending champs.
0: Can I tell you, too, that is 27% uh, from three is the lowest percentage that they have shot, and uh, 27.3% uh, is – the lowest three-point percentage that they have shot in a win this season. They have had six games where they have shot 27% or lower. All of them are losses. All of them wow. are terrible losses as and well. And they probably
2: lost to some bad teams.
0: Uh, they lost to Philly. They lost to Portland, Minnesota, New Orleans, Houston, and the Clippers. So they actually they were actually good teams, but yeah. they just got destroyed in all of those games. A loss by 20. Uh, a loss by 18. A loss by uh 36 uh a loss by I mean all of them are double digit losses um and yeah I think it's it's huge that this team gets a win shooting not shooting the ball well but also they didn't take a lot of threes too uh yesterday or I'm sorry the the Phoenix game they shot 31 threes that's their second lowest three point attempts of the season Uh and then yesterday they shoot 33 that's tied for their third lowest attempts from three so Uh that's also another positive is how many times have we said these guys are just shooting like it doesn't matter if they're making it or not they're going to take 43s having that level of reserve and understanding if the shots aren't falling get to the rim Uh or just don't just take them because it's baked into the offense look for something else Again, I'm taking positives out of yesterday's game and positives only.
2: 78% from free throw. I'll take it. I'll take it. You know I what? will take it. Like, like I said, positives only. That's better than 73%. Yeah, De'Aaron, two, four for six. Keegan, two for two. He got to the rack a little bit. Harrison Barnes, five for six. You have Sabonis, two for three. And Sabonis, you know, just another uh, another great performance. Didn't get the triple-double last night, but keeps that double-double street going as well and look it's just a game it's just a game where you you check the pulse on the team and you say hey who do we want to be and I and I continue to go back to what coach Mike Brown said as far as February is really the month that's going to show everybody right who they are who they want to be do you want to go to Cancun do you want to go to Cabo Okay, or do you want to go to a Western Conference final? Do you want to go to the second round? Do you want to do you want to elevate your game right. and take it to another level? Or do you just want to chill? Do you just want to stand pat and say, hey, we'll go to the play-in. Maybe we'll win. Maybe we'll lose. Because this is going to be a fight. This is going to be a fight all the way through. And I heard De'Aaron Fox as well talk about it in the post-game interview as he said, hey – you know, we we know that we need these wins and we know that they're not going to be easy to come by. They are very cognizant. This is what I do like about the play-in. And I don't know why it feels different than when there wasn't a play-in. They're very cognizant of how close they are each and every day of this thing going south, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes you need that... Cook that that kick in the fanny yeah. to say, hey, we don't want to mess around. I mean, this is a team that had aspirations. I'll continue to go back to what when when you and Whitey were there at media day, they were sitting there talking about championships. championships. Yep. Okay, they're not talking about the play in, no. play in, no. play in. You got to be better than that. Got and him. and and they are trying to get there. Will this be the last time, or will yesterday or be the last time that I rip the Kings and feel like they aren't, or or Chris as well, they aren't playing to the best of their abilities. No, because they tick us off. This is what the, why can't we see this every single night? Right. If you can just get to if you can just get to 80% of this against the non-defending champs, you won't have to worry about messing around right. in the play-in because you'll win the games that you're supposed to win. All right, got to get to a break. When we get back, we will hear from Coach Mike Brown and how banged up this team actually is. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports.
1: Jackson will put the ball in play. All fake to the left. Inbounds pass to Holiday. Back to Jackson. Pocket pick by Fox. Breakaway coming up. Aaron spikes it with a left hand rip. And the Kings have scored nine straight. Here come the Nuggets right back. A run to the rim. Shot missed by Holiday. Rebound Sabonis. Gives it up to Malik Monk. A minute ten to go in this one. Sacramento leading 98-93. Now they space the floor. Spread things out now. Try to milk a little bit of clock. We hit the one minute mark. It's Fox into the paint. Circles to the left. Goes high glass. He scores. Scores again, and the Kings have hit the century mark, and they lead by seven with 58.7 seconds to go. Denver takes another timeout.
2: Don't miss your chance at Daniel Tosh tickets. 1 p.m. Live Nation has teamed up with Sactown Sports For your chance to see Daniel Tosh at Hard Rock Live, April 12th, all you have to do is hit up Folsom Lake Honda Hotline at 1 p.m. And Chris will pick the number. Chris Watkins will pick the number today. And Nate will take care of you if you are the lucky caller. Chris, I got to say this. What up? Right now. All right, I'm just seeing this from overtime. Oh, they, our favorite, they just, yeah. They, and they had a whole, <laughs> they, they had, had a whole setup. They had a whole setup, and they don't even really talk no. football. <laughs> don't I don't think, but they had a whole setup. They were on the outside. They had Derrick Henry over I there. I keep telling you, oh, overtime sure. is is on the way up. It's they, crazy. They got draft picks. They got their own league. It's yeah, they like, got their own league going on. So overtime just tweeted this: Dylan Batty <laughs> dropped 41 points in nine minutes. Temple commit. Oh, really? Temple oh, commit. dude. Dylan Batty dropped 41 points in <laughs> nine minutes. I text my friends, text my teammates during the break, because what does that mean? I need a Batty. I need a Batty. What does that mean? Temple is so back and or he's about to decommit and go somewhere else. No, what yes, I'm he's about from to go somewhere from that is
0: this man is about to rival Grady Dick with the most sold jersey <laughs> in history. Right. It's we need going to Temple, be incredible.
2: Temple, we need, need a, a baddie.
0: I need a Temple baddie jersey I need that tomorrow. right now. <laughs> All right? <laughs>
2: Stat. The N-I-L. Oh, we'll figure it out. Is it spelled B-A-D-D-I-E? No, it's Batty. B-A-T-T-I. But no one's going to say Batty. 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 Yeah. Batty boy. Yeah. And everyone's asking, well, who the heck was he playing? 41 points in only nine minutes. I just don't know how that's possible. Yeah, I don't know how that's physically possible. But he was cooking. Yeah. He was cooking. All right, shout out T for Temple U as we <laughs> continue to talk about the Kings and a huge victory against the Denver Nuggets last night. Chris, you had some sound from yes. Coach Mike Brown and just really <coughs> some surprising statements from him. As I guess not surprising, yeah. but... Now we're just gonna list out everything and see you later, folks. We'll see you in a week. Yeah, it, this is this definitely falls into the well. That would have been nice to know category
0: for sure. Mike Brown uh, yesterday after the game. I mean, I mentioned you know Keegan falling yesterday. Also yesterday talked about how Keegan. It's not really being talked a lot about how Keegan just really hasn't had a break since he left college, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, Mike Brown comes out yesterday and essentially says what we've been wondering about De'Aaron, been wondering about, uh, or what I've been wondering about Keegan. Here's, you can hear for yourself, here's what Mike Brown had to say about the health of his team heading into the All-Star break.
3: For for us, uh, I know probably a lot of teams think the same way, but for us, the All-Star break couldn't have come at a better time. Um, You know, we just got a lot of guys that are just banged up. You know, we played... We played Domas heavy minutes these last couple of nights. We played Fox heavy minutes tonight. these last couple of nights. He played 43 minutes a night. Uh, Those guys are a little banged up. It would be great to get them some rest, but uh, a little concerned about Keegan. He stepped on somebody's ankle during the course of the game. uh, He took a hard fall, um, you know, and and he just gutted it out. But uh, his body, for a young guy, uh, his body's banged up uh pretty good right now, so just knowing that we have these i don 't know five six days to get a little a little rest and uh get get our feet back underneath us start with with, with keegan with him stepping on some of his foot and and, and his fall
0: man yeah. and uh i mean just just i didn 't even think about the minutes portion of it he talked about how he 's Looking at it here, De'Aaron played 39 minutes uh, against Phoenix. He played 42 last night. Uh, and then looking at Sabonis' game log is insane. Really, just the last month, he's got a 45-minute game. Uh, that was against uh, Orlando. He's got a 45-minute game when he played against Milwaukee. I mean, he's he's scratching the surface of 40 minutes so many times. Uh, had 41 against OKC. Had 40 against Detroit. This dude is logging minutes and putting up numbers while he's doing it. Like, it's it's just to me opened up my I got eyes even more to these dudes are just they they are exhausted mm-hmm. they are completely exhausted and they have given everything to this team Sabonis and Harrison Barnes have played every single game this year i can't imagine the toll that that's taken on them um it's just, it's just that this team needs a break, man. Yeah. Like they, the, you know, you, you mentioned earlier how you know every team deals with fatigue and every team is tired. Every team's dealing with nicks and bruises. The difference with this Kings team is really, with the exception of De'Aaron missing those games in the beginning of the year, they're not taking random nights off. No. You'll catch Paul George just taking a night off. LeBron takes two, three nights off in a row sometimes. These guys aren't doing that. They understand that in order to maximize this roster's potential and more so their winning potential, they have to be out there every single night giving 100% effort for 48 minutes. And it takes a toll on you. It really does. And it's a little concerning long-term. Like, hey, if you guys end up getting to a conference finals or, yeah. God forbid, an NBA finals, are you guys going to be too fatigued after the regular season of not just the games. We've we've heard and, and seen – Mike Brown practices these dudes like crazy. If they have an off day, they're practicing. If they land and it's 10 o'clock in the morning, they're going to practice immediately after landing that plane. So they're they're exhausted. And, you know, again, it's something that maybe be concerned about when this team's making deep playoff runs. But even right now throughout the regular season, it's a bit concerning how much they're relying on these guys.
2: Well, that's what I asked you, and I said – you know, I mean, De'Aaron Fox has never taken a random day. And I said, well, what about giving Sabonis a break? And you essentially said, they just can't do that. What break? Yeah, <laughs> they just can't do that. And that's also concerning because if something were to happen, it just feels like they are very, they are more, are they more, are the Kings more Sabonis dependent or Fox dependent? Sabonis. Easily. Yeah, easily. easily. For me. And that's I don't I've like I don't the MVP like that. the past two years. Yeah. I don't like that at all. I mean, it yeah. is what it is. There's nothing you can do about Gotta it. You've got to be relying on somebody. Do more. you think it's worth looking for, even though they call Sabonis a generic store Jokic? Can you find a generic store Sabonis? I <laughs> uh, in the offseason? That's ideally what I want. Like last
0: year when there was a lot of talk of the Kings have to bring in a backup center at the trade deadline, my guy was Mason Plumley. I mean, mm. you look at Someone who can pass, someone who can set screens and get the screen assist that Sabonis does? Because that's really the main thing that we're talking mm-hmm. about is just setting other people up. Of course, many people aren't going to be able to rebound at the level Sabonis does, but can you go in and essentially be the offensive Sabonis replacement? I think that's – Kings fans, cover your ears. I think that's what's so enticing about looking at a Draymond Green is mm-hmm. that he, it's literally just – that is quite literally what his role is in golden state yeah. um but if you can get a lesser version of that absolutely so i you know it it's it, it's a, it's definitely something to look at i also wonder like we talk about the future of this team and you know the the hierarchy of the kings need a third option maybe the kings need a second option so yeah. that sabonis not because sabonis isn't good enough but because This dude's so reliant on setting other people up. Having to get his own as well on top of that, maybe it'd be more productive to let De'Aaron and some other star really be the ones who have the scoring load and just let Sabonis do all of the other stuff so he really – you know, you don't have to worry as much about his fatigue. Um, it's it's definitely something I've been thinking about the last couple of days for sure.
2: Yeah. Now there's nothing they can do about it. Now we read off the buyout market people and even Gallinari, who's a little bit different. I, I read he's on his way to his either knees are done. He's either going off to the Bucks. Is it the Bucks or just throw? It's either the Bucks the sure. clip? There were two teams. I know one of the teams was mm-hmm. the Bucs. And then I think the other team was either the Clippers or, of mm. course, the Suns. Because the Suns, they're just stockpiling. Just give me players. Right. Yeah, they we, we just, just need want bodies. every player <laughs> that we can possibly have. And one guy we haven't talked about, just an incredibly efficient game for your own, Harrison Barnes. Yeah. Six <laughs> for nine from the field. So he didn't take more shots than, the. the I think, the night before nope. he had eight. So goes six for nine, field goals, three for six from three-point land, 20 points, five for six from the field. Love it. Just do that. Yeah. Just give me that. Yeah. Harrison, just be that. Yes. If you are that, then I will stop talking trash in terms of getting to the second round or, or right. not making it out of the first round. Harrison Barnes, if that if you could be at that 15 to 20, yeah. or 13, 12 to 20 – That is the difference. That's the difference. That's the difference between Monty McNair looking looking like he is Marty McFly from the future (laughs) and people wanting him out of town. Not that you should want him out of town, but it's Harrison Barnes. It is, yeah, 100%. It is Harrison Barnes, all right? Because I will say, I just don't know at this point, Kevin Herter, I think we know he is who he is yeah. at this point. Yep. At, for this season, maybe we're wrong. Maybe he'll maybe he's he'll about catch to go fire. On a heater. Maybe yeah. he's about to go on a heater. Right. As long as there's somebody going on a heater at some point. Yes, this has been like the Harrison Barnes yes. era. As that starts to cool <laughs> yeah. off, can we go back into the Keegan Murray, right. Murray era? And then after that, can we go back into the Kevin Herter era? We just need that third person at yes. some point and then you mix in Malik Monk, and it, again to win a game and that was Harrison Barnes making up for Malik Monk, who yep. had been on a heater 30 minutes okay he's two for 11 Jeez. from field goal 0 for 3 his three-point shot is a struggle bus right yeah. now and uh, the, for the Kings to power through he had six points all right three turnovers again so Malik it's a little tough. Three turnovers for Keegan Murray, which is a little bit interesting. Very I don't strange. really know how yeah. that even <laughs> no, happens. How does that happen? No idea. Yeah, I have no idea. Keegan doesn't put the ball on the
0: ground barely ever. So yeah. for him to get three turnovers, he just, he just seems off. I mean, you know, it makes sense. Mike Brown, notice how it went in that clip we played, he said Sabonis a little banged up, Fox a little banged up. The word he used for Keegan is, I'm a little worried about Keegan. And it yeah. could have just been because he took that na- – it was a really nasty fall. I'm honestly surprised Ke- Keegan – actually, I shouldn't be surprised Keegan didn't react at all. But, like, it, it it looked like he could have really hurt his arm, his wrist, something. Uh, but the fact Mike Brown said really worried about Keegan is a bit concerning. For sure. I'm, I don't think long-term, but I think more in the sense of – this dude could re like I mean the fact that I mean yesterday we were talking about this guy has has just been on the whatever the opposite of a heater he is on and uh, it definitely An igloo, an igloo absolutely yeah it, he 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 has not been there these past couple weeks and yeah. I think it's probably because he's he's feeling
2: it and because he he's not have close the to deal with it because these shots aren't close no. that's what's tripping me out and that's yeah. what that it's like okay. You're missing short, you're missing long, but you're on target. What do they say about shooters? You miss yep. short, you miss long. But when you're missing, when you're After hitting, you're right. yep. when you look like me yeah. shooting some, right. I mean, at times, I can get on a heater too, but when you look like some dude, out, I mean, he's not even hitting the rim, no. Chris, you yeah. can tell, okay, something something is, is is off. We got to get to a break. When we get back, could the biggest acquisition that the Kings made be a guy that may not even get on the court? The bench vibes might be vibing. Salton Watkins, Sacktown Sports.
1: Grabbed by Trey Lyles, gives to Fox. Quickly across the logo, accelerates on Brown. Plants in the paint, leans in, eight-footer. Heel of the rim and out, no good. Offensive rebound, put back, hangs, no good. Tipped in by Trey Lyles. Man, Fox just having the hardest time getting shots to fall, but Trey Lyles this time, there was no foul call and he was able to get the offensive rebound, the second chance put back. We're back to a 3.1 possession game.
2: Here we go. Here we go. The summer is going to be hot. Okay. This is from an Eastern Conference exec. I love when they don't say who they are. It's just I love the mystique of it. New Orleans has to make a decision between Zion and Ingram. I think that happens this summer. That is from an Eastern Conference exec. Okay. Who's coming to Sacramento? Zion, we got good food out here too. Great food out here in Sacramento. I mean, I love a Brandon Ingram too. What does yeah? I'm trying
0: to think like what does a Zion like trade value even look like these days? Like how how do you how know. do you properly evaluate what he's done and try and predict how available he's going to be in the future? I I just that feels impossible almost to me. Like what? It's almost like a, a different version of the Ben Simmons trade from a couple years ago, where it's like. Who am I trading for? Like yeah. I don't even know if this guy is is going to play. Like yeah, when he does play, he's MVP quality, but I I cannot trade you for that kind of value. That's insane.
2: Would you if you're the Knicks cuz I think he was another New right. York guy. Would you do straight up? Who says no to this deal? Zion for Julius Randle straight up. New Orleans. Julius New Orleans Randall's says not, no. That's not
0: enough. That's that's not enough for him. That's I'm also so like incredibly low on Julius Randle. But, but the Knicks might say – both sides might I, say no. I think the Knicks would say yes to that pretty easily. Yeah. I think they would be pretty excited about that. I feel like with Zion, I mean, he's still the number one pick in the draft. He's still – I mean, especially with how many games he's played this year, you can convince teams that, hey, this he's turned a new leaf and all this stuff. And um, you're getting in on the ground floor almost. You know, it's, it's – uh, it's, it's strange I don't know I think New York is probably the most likely candidate um but you know Brandon Ingram too is somebody don't sleep on Brandon Ingram and his his trade value too I, I mean, like Brandon I, Ingram I would ship off a lot for Brandon
2: Ingram I like Brandon Ingram I mean what do we what do we is he a generic store KD yeah I I'll take yeah, that sure. all day uh yeah yeah from the 925 Mur- <laughs> I can't wait for the summer This is all I'm gonna say. No, I can't wait for the summer. Murray and four first round picks for Healthy Zion. Stop it. I can't wait. Thank you, 95. (laughs) I cannot wait for the summer. And getting back to the what do we? We're still in the winter, but almost in the spring. Yep. As we are talking about the Kings and the bench mob. Have the Kings found their Kent Bazemore? The vibes, we've talked about the bench vibes and how the Kings don't really have the same bench vibes as other teams. Well, Mason Jones is a guy who is now on a two-way deal with Keon being converted to a full-time or a permanent player on the roster. And Mason Jones, he kept the vibes very high. And Mike Brown shouts him out last night about his energy on the bench.
3: I got to say, uh, Mason Jones, we just signed him to a two-way deal. He didn't play at all tonight, but his impact in the game was huge. He was, you know, the the, the energy he brought from from, uh, being on the bench was phenomenal. I mean, every time out, before I can even take three steps on the floor, he's sprinting past me, high-fiving guys, talking to guys during the game. He's talking to guys. And, you know, we have a fairly quiet group. And so for him to bring that type of energy was phenomenal.
2: I think it matters. Definitely. I I think it matters. I mean, if you you didn't know who he was prior to last night, you definitely found yourself asking the question because – he was right there every yep. single time out, keeping the guys kind of juiced up. And this is a kind of a mild-mannered team. Okay. Yeah. Sabonis, he'll let out a yell. And I don't, I don't, I wouldn't call Sabonis mild-mannered, but De'Aaron Fox mild-mannered, Keegan mild-mannered. I would even say Kevin Herter, mild mannered. Obviously Harrison Barnes. You need somebody and the guys on the bench too. You have Trey Lyles who will will protect his guys. And obviously Malik Monk, I wouldn't call Mild mannered but this is a pretty chill team. Yeah. Okay. This is a pretty chill team, very opposite to some of the other teams in the NBA. So you need somebody to keep those th- that energy up, the yin to the King's current yang. And I thought it was outstanding, Chris. I'm a, yeah. if I've always said it, I've always and this is pre-NIL. I've Always said it would be so dope to just be on somebody's bench mob. I don't need to check in. I don't need to be in the game. The walk ons is chilling. Yes, right during the during March Madness or the playoffs. Get all the team attire. That to me is one of the dopest jobs you can have. So shout out quarterback, right? (laughs) Exactly. Shout out Mason Jones for really just giving the Kings something that we haven't seen before. No, for sure. And like especially in with how that
0: game played out like that's how you earn a contract or like Mm -hmm. that's how you get noticed. Like you said, like you're on a two way deal. No one's really thinking about you. You just got here. The best way of imprinting yourself onto coaches, onto the fan base is to do what Mason Jones did. Be the one who stands up. Yeah. Kent Bazemore is the perfect example. Mm -hmm. Kent Bazemore literally made a name for himself (laughs) by doing bench celebrations. And like that stuff is real again in, in with how that game played out yesterday with that comeback, you can directly point to, whether it's true or factual right. or not, you can point to Mason Jones having that energy in the second quarter, in the third quarter, and then when they come back in the fourth quarter, like, that's real to have somebody who tangibly is keeping the spirits up and trying to tell guys, even if they don't want to hear it, like, let's go, let's go, we're still in this, you guys got this. And I, I think that's that's a very, very real thing, and they, they desperately do need somebody like that. We've talked about how, again, we can't I mean, Draymond Jimmy Butler those kind of guys like people who are going to not be afraid of of being vocal leaders that's what this team desperately needs and I I, I don't think we're gonna have a two-way guy be a leader on this team sure. but at the same time you know leaders can come from anywhere and so yeah. I, I I definitely think he can at least uh, he can at least spark something in this team or again even if Mike Brown just uses it and uses it as an example in the future to tell guys, just be like Mason was that yeah. one game, like you. Much like how you can show this this game entirety as as a uh, proof of concept for the mm-hmm. team. Show it to the guys on the bench and say, "Hey, if you're not getting minutes, I'm gonna tell you what. I'm a lot more likely to give Mason Jones minutes right. now than I was yesterday."
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm because we're at a lot of the home games, and you know, I, there's a there's like a lull between. when the pregame ends and then tip off and I find myself, okay, I got to clean a diaper or whatever it is, the... The handshakes. Are there a lot of handshakes on the Kings? I feel like I don't see Not an excessive amount. I don't see a lot of yeah. handshakes. Malik and De'Aaron have one. Can we get some more hand, yeah. can we get some more handshakes? Yeah. As silly as that sounds. I know, yeah, I know Malik I think Malik
0: is really the one that, yeah. that does that. And who it probably is because Malik spent some time with LeBron and right. that LeBron is quite literally the biggest hand, handshakes. He literally has a handshake with everybody. Well which and, is and like, I
2: love it's a real
0: testament to his to his memory well, too. Oh because don't start. I, I would. Are you kidding me? Well, that's what I was going to say. If I had to remember seventeen different handshakes with seventeen different people, I'm, I'm lost. And then I got an old teammate walking that, up no, that's what who's a broadcaster. Like, this is the broadcaster.
2: Like, <laughs> and Bob, look at, look at LeBron, and he still remembers his handshake with Kyrie. How outstanding! I mean, that's kind of that? crazy.
0: That's kind of crazy.
2: They played together for a long time. Yeah,
0: but like, think about all the different gesture, and like, you got to remember that specific one and the rhythm of it. Like, that's that's kind of crazy.
2: Yeah, I don't
0: know. I mean, I've never, I've never been a creative handshake person. I would oh, love I love to, the handshakes. I would love to have a creative handshake, but it also at the same time feels like a headache.
2: I I love the handshakes. I'll come up. I love me them and Nate have like, a handshake. Is that don't true? We Nate?
3: <sighs> Yeah, I yeah. feel like no, Nate didn't
2: know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have we don't have it, but we need to create one. We need I need handshakes with everybody when we walk into the studio, yep. into the stew. We yep. do different you, handshakes. You Carmichael and Bobby Dave. Flay
3: got one. I think. Me and Bobby yeah, do I have sure, one. Yeah.
2: Me, Carmichael, Dave, Jason yeah. Roth. I want handshakes with everybody. Whitey and Drapes, all, right. all of it. Whitey Drapes, and then I need handshakes when we walk into the building at the Kings games. Yeah. We need handshakes everywhere, all right. and that's what Mason a lot Jones, of hand
3: sanitizer. All the
2: hand sanitizer the spray that's kind. actually going to be our handshake It's just, just dropping hands just spraying hand sanitizer all right got to get to a break when we get back continuing the conversation about the kings and how far could the kings team last night go if we can see that team more often how far can that team go siles so and Watkins, down sports